Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing opportunities. Your host, Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome back to Voice Power, Season 2, Episode 9 with my special guest, Ben Abel of Abel Marketing. Ben is a very experienced business person, besides being a writer for Major League Baseball sports features. He also writes for the National League West for Overtime Heroics Baseball. His sales and marketing experience with eGuru's Technology Tutors greatly enhances his current position with Abel Marketing. Ben guides businesses in getting more leads by growing their business with effective marketing so everyone knows this is a business worth contacting. He helps them strategize, optimize, and reorganize current marketing initiatives, and then they figure out how to take the next step in their business. His passion is for his business clients to achieve success. Their success is his success, and he does this with ease because he knows how to build the business relationship that creates more and more trust as he excels in authentic, clear communication. Ben managed day-to-day operations of e-gurus, including handling daily calls from their clients, as well as scheduling and booking appointments for their tutors. His creation of content and support of the production and distribution of emails and newsletters via MailChimp help retain current customers and attract new ones. His training at BCIT with his Diploma of Technology and his Associate Certificate in Marketing Management creates his expertise for small businesses specializing in marketing strategy, copywriting, and social media. His business communication and sports writing is a result of his training at SFU with his BA in communication. Ben is passionate about baseball, and one of the reasons that I connect on a wonderful and positive level with him. He closely follows sports since the late 1980s and originally wrote articles in the 90s, He brings a highly educated perspective to sports betting by writing at Sports Betting Dime. Ben specializes in hockey, baseball, and tech, and contributes to many outlets, including frequent contributions to CKNW 980 AM radio. It's my pleasure to welcome Ben Abel to Voice Power. Welcome, Ben. How you doing today? Good. How are you doing, Earl? Very. Thanks good. for having me on. Yeah, you're you're welcome. I'm looking forward to chatting with you, and our listeners are looking forward to hearing you. You've got an amazing experience thanks. in marketing and everything. Oh, thanks, yeah. and uh, thanks for coming on the Able Marketing Podcast. Oh, I was glad to. Yeah. Or sorry. Yeah, I, I guess it's more a Facebook Live. I didn't do one this week just because um, my daughter's been sick, and then I was sick, and then oh god, mm. all this messy stuff going on. Um, but I posted the one that I shot with Mary Malkin, the sleep coach. Oh, yesterday. I'd love to hear. Yeah, that. So that's on my, it's on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. 
Yeah. Well, at Voice Power, we discover how our voice creates positive experiences. And right. you've had many great experiences that my listeners are eager to hear. So let's awesome. dive in. Sure. What is it about marketing and helping businesses succeed that gives you passion? The most important thing for me, Earl, is I like helping people, but it's that's a bit of a simplistic answer. I think it's also, um, I like to see people have success and I like to see the goals decided on and then achieved. And I have a lot of experience with um, helping produce the products that get you there. For me, marketing with small businesses is it's also the challenge of uh, seeing something set in front of you and then being able to achieve um, that goal. Yeah. And what are those products you mentioned? Well, the products are, I mean, really they're services, right? I'm, I'm not a product-based business with Able Marketing. I'm a service-based business. But the way I've done it, and it's taken me a couple of years, is really focused on what my strengths are, as I think you should. Uh, and so like marketing strategy and copywriting and social media are my three service areas that I call them. A lot of the experience I have in those areas comes from actual worker volunteer experience, working for organizations uh, or uh, volunteering with them and actually doing the actually doing the work. And so sometimes you don't always see. Um, I wouldn't say that it doesn't translate well to a resume. It's just a lot of experience comes from uh, my working career, which started over 15 years ago, and then it just kind of moves into something I'm interested in and then have the tools to learn it because I have experience in education, translating it into stuff like writing content or managing a Facebook page or setting up a Facebook page or writing a marketing strategy or writing articles or blog posts or doing research and things like that. So as an example, I have a client right now who's an independent financial professional. Uh, and so we've been working on managing his Facebook page, but when people say they do social media, there's a lot of things that they can mean by that. But I think one of the things people don't focus on heavily enough is they're so focused on the actual doing it and the execution that before they start, they don't take two steps back and go, well, there's actually a lot more to this before I ever actually start doing any work or physically running a page. I think that's what's really critical. And I think that's what gets missed a lot of the time. I can hear that you really think deeply about it and you have a whole process. Process mm -hmm. is really important. And uh, I know a lot of time in social media, people think about followers and uh, likes and all that stuff. But really thinking deeply uh, comes from, I think my education and background and my previous work experience that's led me to this point, right? And I think the thinking deeply, I appreciate you saying that sometimes you overthink things um, but I think as you get older and you're more experienced, then you learn to realize when to do that and when not to do it, if that makes sense. Yes. And, and you mentioned education. So how did BCIT and SFU training help you to begin your career? How did they help? Okay. So the SFU degree is a, an undergrad degree in communication from Simon Fraser, which is, wow, that's over 20 years ago. Uh, what I got there was a lot of the critical thinking skills and the writing skills um, and just the general, like there's a lot of philosophy involved, but a lot of things like we used to, this is 25 years ago, look at a newscast and always look at why 
what stories are in a newscast for what reason. Um, but also just kind of the general sort of philosophy or theory uh, behind a lot of things related to communication. There isn't any marketing focus at all really in that degree. You couldn't maybe say that at the time, but I think now if you looked back on it, I think it was a lot of like stuff like television, radio, newspapers, um, and the role that advertising plays a part in those. The BCIT segment, there's two parts. And so the, the finished my undergrad at SFU, um, couldn't decide what I wanted to do after that. And so I went to BCIT and did a diploma of technology, which at the time uh, was a specialty at BCIT. Uh, in that program, you get hardcore tech skills. Okay, so that's everything from stuff like building computers, disassembling computers, putting them back together, hardware, not as much software like writing and development, a lot of things like network technology, not theory, but sort of like how computer networks work. And that's translated well for me in marketing because of having to do digital marketing stuff or use stuff on the internet. And one of the courses I took there was one of the protocols that's the foundation of the internet. Um, and so there was a lot of technical training, hard core skills, like hard skills, not well, soft skills too. Um, but it makes you very tech savvy. Wondering what is the most fun aspect for you of marketing? Working towards a goal and then having success. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, but I think as I've learned along the way, it's good to stop and enjoy the process. I think when I was younger, I used to be so focused on the goals itself uh, right. and the outcome the making money part that I come to realize how valuable uh, the day-to-day -day experience and working towards. Now with a new client, mm -hmm. what is the full process in guiding the client to taking the next step to go to a higher level? Well, I think what that really comes from, and it's done, I've done a lot of research on it and I'm still working on it, um, is having an accurate client onboarding process. And I don't know if businesses do this enough when they take on clients. I know I didn't at the beginning. Uh, when I started probably two or three years ago, uh, is really understanding the client and their needs and also understanding if the client is a fit for you. Uh, and I've gotten to the point now where I know what I'm going to do and going through the client, their needs, finding out about their goals, experiences, expectations. And I always put an automatic monthly price tag on my services. And I can tell pretty quick if people reject it, that they're probably not ready to work with me. Um, and that doesn't mean to sound mean in any way. It's just, I, I'm willing to spend the time learning about somebody and going through the process, but anybody who immediately sort of rejects what I do when they see the price tag probably isn't ready for the kind of work that I do. No commitment on the, the client and you're ready to be committed for it. If they're I don't even know if it's commitment. I've learned a lot about it and we've talked about this is mindset. And I think you have to want to do it. And I think in the past, and you see so much stuff on social media and so much advertising. It's like, get clients, get clients. They've got all these programs to get clients, right? And that's great in terms of like looking at different ways to reach potential clients. But oftentimes, if you work with somebody for a while, they're not getting it, then they're probably not going to get it. When people with a mindset come ready to work, like they'll do it. I think you can try and coach and help people. I don't think, and I think a lot of these marketing programs do this. I don't think you can force people to do it. 
I think you can try and educate them and convince them, but if they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. Uh, ben, could you tell us a success story of one of your clients? I can actually, uh, a friend and client who uh, is a fitness professional um, and she and I worked together for four months and our goal together was to work together and she needed someone to coach her. So she needed someone to sort of remind her to do stuff every week. Here's what to do. Here's how to do it. Do all these different things. Um, why you should be doing what what you're doing. Things of, of just like, why, why, why are you doing these exercises? And what are your goals? Uh, the client was very good at content generation, uh, understanding why using the platforms, already had followers, uh, just needed a kick to kind of kickstart getting going again, but already had a lot of stuff in place, had a good website, had uh, social media channels, had programs, had offers, uh, but it was really trying to sharpen and focus their, their day-to-day activities, but also their work to get them to where they wanted to go. And they are selling fitness programs for people. Uh, I mean, at, at, at one point in time, there wasn't really any in-person fitness, right? For a lot of things, it was all virtual. And it still is. And I, I think that what's happened is because of COVID, I think it's going to stay that way or it's going to be a hybrid mix of both. That must be very fulfilling uh, to see that person have success. It was. Um, and I, I, I still think there's more work to do. Uh, but it's definitely a good start. And it was very positive um, what happened um, in terms of the, uh, the person's uh, progress. I know family is important to you. Yeah. How do you balance business with family life? Oh, that's a good question. Um, for me, what started was I ended uh, the employment I had with eGurus and I was at a point where um, I was looking for work. Uh, my wife was working. I have a daughter that goes to elementary school. Uh, she's a couple of years younger. Um, I was trying to figure out what kind of jobs I wanted to do. I thought about starting my own business. Um, and then the pandemic hit. And so my wife's a teacher. So she was teaching online at home. Then she went uh, back to work. I stayed at home with my daughter. And how this leads to work and family balance is basically working out a schedule where I work uh, certain hours of the day, like now, um, while my daughter's at school. And then I have before and after school activities with her where I take her to school. It's hard to balance it at times, but it's also been very valuable. It's also extremely hard work to run your own business and have kids. Um, and people always talk about the benefits of you can have all this free time or run your time the way you want. But I think the coinciding pressure is the need to keep the revenue coming in um, and also balancing family time as well. Yes, it's a fine balance, is it? Isn't it? It is. And- yep. And I wonder, is there anything vital you've learned about autism through your daughter's experience? Oh, wow. That's a huge, huge uh, experience and growth. Um, She received a diagnosis three years ago in uh, March. My wife had the advantage of already being an experienced teacher and educator uh, who had a lot of work, a lot of work and time doing with kids in the classroom um, who have autism. Um, I think my wife had recognized it in our daughter a bit before. Uh, that that I ever would have knew nothing about it, so it kind of completely took me off guard. Uh, I didn't really know much about what it was, what it means. Um, one of the things I've learned about it is I think the fact the kids may be on the spectrum, um, and people talk about this. I don't think it should limit anybody, and I don't think uh, there should be any stigma around it. Uh, or well, that you know, the old well, that kid has autism, so that kid's not going to be able to do it. 
are able to live or live independently. I, I don't believe that. Um, and it's challenging to deal with too. Yes, I know it is. And I, and I like that, that there shouldn't be stigma about it because I, I do have a friend who's actually has a radio show and you would never know. Uh, well, that's the whole thing, right? It's like you would never know, but people talk about it now, Earl, and it's so out there with World Autism Month and, you know, the Canucks Autism Network and, and all the focus and attention on it right now. I don't mean to say this to sound judgmental. I see people now that I probably wouldn't have seen it before that I see it in people and I can probably almost guess that that's what's happening. Um, and one of the things I learned a long time ago about autism when I just found a free seminar online is when you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism, right? Every single person is unique and different. And yeah, there are characteristics and yeah, there are things that obviously that's the way medicine works or whatever you want to call it, psychology. That's the way it works, right? Is everybody wants to say, well, these are the certain defining characteristics. And I think in, in a lot of kids or in a lot of people, that's not the case. I'm glad we can uh, address this issue. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's really important. Yes, definitely. Now, baseball and sports is something we have in common. Yes, we do. And I'm wondering, how did you get started writing baseball articles? I mean, that sounds awesome to be able to experience because baseball, I really enjoy. And I know you do, too. Well, see, the funny thing with baseball is I watched it as a kid um, and I collected baseball cards. I still have a lot of them, actually. Um and I watched it as a kid and through the 1990s. And so people know I was born in the mid seventies. Uh, so I watched baseball at the time, at least when the Blue Jays had won two world series, uh, followed the sport, kept following other sports, didn't follow it as much. But three years ago, I was looking for other sort of, I'll be honest, income revenue streams. Uh, as I was starting to think about starting my own company and a friend of a friend said, we need someone to do uh, articles on baseball and sports uh, for a site that runs sports betting. So it's basically gambling uh, and I had to learn a lot about odds and learning about how odds and betting works uh, and things like that. But to, to answer your initial question, it was basically, I was looking for some additional revenue contact connected me with someone else. And then I started writing articles. And so I was hired as basically a freelance contract employee, you do so many articles every month. It can be quite competitive. There's lots of people bidding within the little group to do the articles. And that's how I ended up writing a lot of baseball. And then I realized doing it, that I liked doing it as not just a sideline, but as an actual part of what I do as a business, looking for some writing work, had that seed of baseball in my mind when I was young, but hadn't followed it for a while. And then three or four years ago, when I started writing these articles, I'm like, okay, I got to get up to speed on this stuff. Uh, bought some magazines on it to start a major league season. That would be four years ago. Uh, and then just kind of carried forward with it to the point now where it's like, I seek it out and actually like doing it. It must've been fun and exciting to find an opportunity about something that you really love and enjoy. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those things when you sometimes do work like that, it doesn't feel like work. Right. Um, and it's, there's still paid opportunities. Uh, it's a paid per article piece. Uh, and then as the size of the article goes up and the number of words, the, the pay goes up. Uh, but what I got quite good at doing was doing a lot of work for people uh, where I could do a couple articles in a day and get them done um, and got really good at it and fast at it to the point where, you know, you could just basically they send you stuff and you do it. And it's done. 
Now, how did you achieve sending articles to radio station CKNW? That sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, so the CKNW thing is another thing, another piece of writing in my past prior to the sports where we had, and actually a friend and I who went to BCIT did the same tech program. Probably about 10 years ago, a little longer, we did a tech blog called Vancouver Gadgets. That was a tech blog with a sort of like a Vancouver kind of focus. Um, social media and tech was, social media was very different back then. When you think about stuff like Twitter, Facebook, I'm even not sure if really Instagram even existed. Um, the main platforms were Twitter and Facebook, very different than they are now. No major video. Well, YouTube was around. And so we started a tech blog that was just like, again, just writing for fun on tech products. And my friend and I, and particularly my friend did a lot of the technical stuff. So we just used to share our blog online on Twitter and Facebook and it got picked up a lot. So people in the news and media industry, including the Bill Good Show, found out that we were local tech blog who lived in Vancouver. And they asked us to do uh, like a, just a tech spot on the radio with Bill Good, where it's just like, come on for 15 minutes, uh, talk about, I, I seem to remember some of them were all around Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Christmas. Like it was basically tech, tech gifts or things like that. And, and then we ended up doing a lot of like tech reviews and products. Then it got to the point where we almost got overwhelmed because we got so many products from companies and a lot of local products a lot of local uh, companies who wanted reviews or right. Um, and that, actually through doing the tech blog, it's how I met someone uh, who I used to keep in touch with because he liked our blog. That's how I got the sports writing. So we, were you actually on the bill good show, the radio show? Yeah, we were, we were live on the radio. Right. And, and was it, was it a regular every week? No, that's the one thing it wasn't, there was no way for us to really pick up any tech writing, like any kind of regular spots other than us basically doing what we were doing. Um, and so we got the occasional uh, on the Bill Good Show or CTV uh, used to do a spot with us where I went to the CTV studios in Vancouver uh, to do it on air live TV spot. And that was around the time where uh, there was a lot of stuff about, it was still called RIM at that point. We did some stuff where there was a lot of stuff about BlackBerry uh, and Rim, who at the time was really feeling the pressure, I think, amongst a lot of things, uh, the competition from stuff like the early iPhone, things of that nature. We did the CKNW stuff, wasn't very consistent. We did it a few times, but it was Christmas around that time. Um, and the TV spots were, they were fairly consistent. At one point, I was working for the company I was working for uh, in Yaletown, uh, and then spending my lunch hour heading over to CTV to do a TV spot and then coming back to work. Well, I've really enjoyed talking with you, Ben, and it's been amazing how we've gone from marketing to autism, <laughs> baseball. I, I love having guests who are very diversified and have Thank a you. Very diversified amount of guests in different, in different categories and interests. And I'm wondering, do you have an offer for my listeners here at Voice Power? I actually do. And I want to give some info out and I, I know you're going to share this. Uh, and so I'll just open this up on my computer. Um, it's through my company, Able Marketing. You can check out the website, which is www.ablemarketing.ca. And the trick always is spelling my last name right. Because uh, it's not L-E, it's A-B-E-L, which is my last name. So it's www.ablemarketing.ca. Um, and what I have is I've been working on this one for a while, Earl. It's a $500 a month consulting offer to work with me on... Um, Becoming a better writer and blog poster. 
especially if you plan to use blogging as a way to build your business. Um, and that's one of the things that I talk about a lot with people uh, is how important um, blogging is to marketing their business and uh, marketing their, their company. And so it's a $500 a month offer. And I know it sounds, people always look at the price tag immediately, but I'm actually going to spend time with you. Like some of the stuff we've talked about today, uh, teaching you how to blog, but teaching you some stuff about marketing too. And about uh, how to um, not just, it's not so much how to write. It's just the whole idea of how blogging for your business is a really effective way to write and to do like outbound marketing to clients and inbound marketing when people come in to look at your website and, and look at products um, and how people um, can use it and they share it on social media. And I teach people about like how to repurpose it across multiple platforms if they want to turn it into a podcast or a video or audio. Um, and I go through it based on all the experience I've discussed today about writing for all these different platforms or writing sports spending stuff or writing other kinds of content, right? Well, thank you for that offer, Ben. And I'm no problem. I'm wishing you a fantastic day. And same to you, Earl. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day and we look forward to you joining us next time.